We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I think it's going to work this time. I think we got him. You have reached Keon Carpenter. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll return your call at my earliest convenience. All right, we're going to call him so back. This is a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let me see if I can get him back. Tell him if he don't answer, we're going to post his phone number on Twitter. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get five phone calls tonight. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Hoop on the line. What's happening, Hoop? What's up, what's up? Oh, not too much. And we have Q in the house. What's happening, Q? What's up, Rock? Oh, not too much, man. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we have a special guest with us tonight, man. We have uh, former Atlanta Falcon player Keon Carpenter in the house, man. What's going on, Keon? How you doing? I'm here, I'm here fellas. I'm doing great, man. Glad, glad to be on with y'all tonight. All right. Man, it's a pleasure having you on the show with us. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just honored to have you here. And we just want to, you know, do a little question and answer with you and just see what's going on with you, man. See how you've been and what are you up to. And uh, just uh, pick your brains on what you think about the Falcons and what they're doing now. Not a problem, man. Go ahead and shoot. Let's make it happen. Hey, I, hey, I got one to set it off. Hey, I, you know, I, I'm a Florida State fan. Uh, I know, I guess your senior year, you you didn't play on the team that went to the Sugar Bowl to play against Florida State, but I did see that. Uh, I guess Mike Vick would have been a redshirt freshman that year. What were your thoughts? You know, first seeing him. You know, I, I would assume he was on a scout team that year. <laughs> oh man, I mean, having to practice against this guy every day was like, I mean, chasing a rabbit. Um, <laughs> you know, back then he was he was real raw in his talent. Um, but you know, we we knew he was special before the world. I uh, had a chance to see him. Um, so, I, you know, I couldn't wait. Obviously, I was in the league in 99 when they went to the national championship. But, right, uh, right. like I said, man, having, you know, having to practice against him, uh, you know, every week he was the opposing team's quarterback. I mean, my goodness. You know, we, we, were, we were definitely prepared going into each week. Uh, because he was fine being himself. He didn't have to play anybody else. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's cool, man. So, Ken, what have, what have you been up to, man? I mean, uh, I know you have your foundation that you've been working on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man, the Carpenter House, man. We I started it back in 05, uh, year right before I retired. And, um, you know, just been giving back, man. We provide permanent housing for single mothers and low-income families. Um, and also, I have Shut Down Academy, uh, which is, is my youth initiative, where we do mentoring, tutoring, um, you know, football, basketball, cheerleading, softball, baseball, 
uh, lacrosse. So it's pretty much a full service at the school program, man. We're keeping the boys and girls off the street in a structured learning environment and, 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 and trying to, you know, make that pathway to whatever their success is easier than mine. Wow, man, that sounds cool. Yes, sir. So, Keon, I mean, um, give us a little bit about your, um, like, where you're from. And I know you're from the Baltimore area, but uh, just in case we've got some people out here who don't know who you are. Born and raised, you know, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, obviously went to Virginia Tech. Right. Uh, played eight years in the league, three with, three with uh, Buffalo, five with the Falcons. Um, I retired in 2006. And uh, ever since then, you know, um, I pretty much fly back and forth between Atlanta and Baltimore to, you know, you know, support my community efforts. And I also do some radio for the uh, Baltimore Ravens on their on their pregame show. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm staying connected to the game, um, you know, in the communities, giving back and then also being a full time dad. So, you know, I got I got a full schedule, man. I'm, I'm probably more busy now than I was when I was playing. Oh, okay. So you sound busy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know, people say retirement. I mean, I, like I said, I think I do more now than when my schedule was structured. So, but I'm happy, man. I'm enjoying the space that I'm in right now and just enjoying life. And uh, I don't have any complaints at all. Do your kids play football? Uh, I have three, three daughters and a son. Um, and yes, my son is eight years old. He does play football. Um, he, uh, you know, is his uh, second year playing. Um, he likes it. I think basketball may be a little bit more his thing, but we'll see. Um, he hadn't really got hit hard yet, so I'm, I'm not convinced that he's a football player just yet. But he's, you know, pretty good athlete. He loves to play it, and obviously, as long as he wants to play it, I'm a supporter. Hey, Keon, were, Keon, were you hesitant to let him start playing football with, you know, all this concussion, uh, the lawsuits, and you know, kind of the apprehension, you know, of, you know, of not knowing what the, you know, the long term, you know, is a, you know, playing football for a long time. Were you, you know, kind of apprehensive putting him in the sport? Absolutely. I mean, as a parent, um, you know, I'm overprotective of my children. And obviously me playing football since I was seven years old, I'm having to retire due to injuries, uh, you know, still having to deal with, you know, the effects of those injuries every day. Yeah, I was overprotective of him and didn't really want him to play. But it's kind of hard when the little man has been running around with my helmet on since he was two years old, um, you know, trying to tackle me. Um, and now he has his own helmet. So, you know. Uh, you know, the, the good thing is I'm able to teach him and I'm able to coach him and help him, you know, the proper techniques and things of that nature uh, to, to prevent, you know, a lot of a lot of the injuries. And the good thing is that at that age, you know, there's, you know, ain't nobody really getting blown up. And, and you know, there's not really a whole lot of injuries, which is a good thing. But, right. you know, I'm still to be able I'm still, you know, glad I'm, I'm there to be hands on just to teach him. Um, you know the proper techniques as he as he goes grows older in, into the sport. I'm a well, I'm sure the other parents are uh, thankful you're around because I mean I remember some coaches back in the day, man. They put you in the Oklahoma drill and just say, "Go at it, man." Not much taking the ball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that ain't going down now on my watch, like, especially not at that that young age. So you know that the good thing is, man. You know. You know, football obviously is something that I did as, as a profession, um, and, and the coaches that I've you know been able to coach with and been on their staff, they you know they kind of respect that, you know, and 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 they allow my input, you know, certain things that they should do, just certain things that they shouldn't do, and you know you have some you know some super dads that just want to do the things their own way, um, and 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 that's when we'll go find somewhere else to play, but you know because I know it and and I've been there and I've done it. 
Um, it's just certain things that you're just not going to do. And just because you're, you're a super dad and you're out there with a whistle doesn't really qualify you as a coach. So, you know, uh, it's been good. It's, it's been fun. I haven't had any too many real issues up to this point. Right. Uh, like I said, the guys that I've been around have been very receptive. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Now, Keon, I know you mentioned, man, that you, you know, you had the uh, – left the league you know has some uh, long-term injuries uh i mean are you cool about talking about that what kind of injuries those were or? well yeah i mean obviously i had to retire due to my knees i mean i, I don't have any cartilage in my in my left knee at all um so it, I, it was a it was a, a you know condition called degenerative arthritis mm-hmm. was basically i'm bone on bone um you know so you know i'm 37 and i understand i understand you know uh this is what i signed up for Right. And, uh, you know, I, I stay in shape. I work out every day. I'm, you know, still in pretty good shape. And, you know, I hadn't let myself go yet. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I try to stay in shape as much as I can, man, and stay as active as I can because, you know, the, the more you sit, you know, those injuries can, can, can become a little bit more worse. But, you know, I deal with it day by day. As long as the weather's good, I'm good. But when it's cold, man, I, I have some issues. Oh, man, yeah. And uh, that's good that you said you you know you still staying in shape, man. Because uh, I seen one of your former uh, teammates, uh, Mr. Algie Crumpler, and uh, just to say, <laughs> the brother has uh, <laughs> been doing very well for us. <laughs> hey, hey man, he's just eating good. Yeah, he's just eating real good. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, man, you know Crump 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 is a big fella, man, and you know hey. He's earning that right. You know, he's yeah. high, he, you know, he do whatever the hell he wants. He don't got to weigh in or do anything. So, you know, um, you know, you know, it's a lot of guys that that, that do that. I just know for me, right. uh I am just I'm just too afraid to let it go just yet. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Crump has or whatever, but I have seen him I've seen him recently, yes, he has picked up uh, a little weight, but I'm sure, you know, he, he's still in, you know, feels good, you know, yeah. still can get around and it's not a not a hindrance to him. Oh, not at all. I, I definitely wouldn't get in his get in his face at all. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with that big brother, man. <laughs> hey, Keon, what's your uh, what's your fondest uh, Falcons memory? My fondest memory. Fondest Falcons memory. It probably would be when we beat Green Bay um, in the playoffs out there for the very first time. Um, I think that was a special moment um, for us. Uh, as an organization and as a team, because that had never been done before in Green Bay, and um, I, that that will be the first memory that pops right out. Um, now, was that your first you know. year in Atlanta? Yeah, that was uh, 2002. Okay, okay. Yep, I just got just got there. Good old Jim Moore era. Good old Jim Moore era. Were you on that team that uh, that that killed St. Louis at home? And uh, what was that? Yes. Seven. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. I retired in those tips. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So we can get we can get going on what's going on with the the current day. You know, what what do these Falcons, Keon, what what do these Falcons need to do to in guess in your opinion, you know, just to you know, just being a you know, a fan and, you know, someone with the knowledge of knowledge of the team, what what do we need to, you know, get in you know, step it up, you know, with the new coach? Well, I think, um, first of all, we need a healthy offensive line. I mean, obviously, with the weapons that we have in the franchise quarterback and Matt Ryan, um, but I think he needs protection. And, you know, injuries have, have really hurt those guys in these last couple of years. Uh, and then defensively, I, I, I think we need some pass rushes and we need some secondary guys that can cover and make some plays. I think that's just been the biggest difference that, I, that I've seen 
Um, it hadn't been a whole uh, too many playmakers back there that can, you know, kind of kind of change the game um, from years past. Uh, but you know, they, they they got the talent. You know, with the new coach coming in, I just think that if they can, you know, add some pieces here and there uh, on the offensive line, and then you know, get a running back, and then uh, a couple pass rushes and some secondary guys, I, I think. You know, obviously they'll, they'll they'll be right there in the mix, but you know, from Atlanta fans, they're patient, so they're gonna have to make a move here to quit passing in the hurry. I know, right? <laughs> no, that's true. Man. So you think we we actually definitely need a, a an additional running back outside of uh, what we, uh, Freeman that we have now and Anto um and Anton? Well, yeah, I think it's always gonna be running back by committee. Um, you know, you you always you know most teams carry two and three running backs on their on their roster nowadays um, those days of one back getting you know 25 to 30 carries is pretty much over with and then each back brings a different dimension you know some of them are good you know we're running inside the tackles some are outside the tackles um some are you know better in, in, in pass catching and you know uh pass protection so i think everything is done by a committee so the, you know the, you got three good ones and then obviously injuries always take a toll so uh i on uh, to help you out through the long, the long. All right, that's cool, man. And uh, I, I just got to give this little shameless plug. Uh, uh, we're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast on the SoundCloud, so don't forget to check us out and listen to this great interview we have with Mr. Keon Carpenter. You mentioned something earlier about the about the secondary, and we were talking to uh, a guy from Bleacher Report a couple of weeks ago. What was his name again? Scott Karasik. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. he's the writer. Yeah. <laughs> He said a couple of things to me that that I couldn't really swallow at the at the moment. But uh, he said uh, he thought that our uh, our defensive backs were what do you say they they're the in the top five in the league, something like that. Yo, he said uh, Marcus Trufant. I guess you know one of whatever breakdown they have. I think he was a top five corner. And um, top yeah. five. What do you what do you think about that? Uh Wow, I mean, I don't know who's the, who, what four is in front of him. I mean, I think Marcus Chiffon is a, is a good young corner. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think, you know, I think it's too soon to try to crown a guy like that. But secondary play, you play good by the unit. So I wouldn't think that the unit together, you know, was top five. Him alone, you know, however they rank these corners nowadays, um, I, I, I have no idea what they're basing it off of. But, you know, secondary has always been played as a unit, you know. Um, even, you know, when we were playing, D'Angelo Hall was obviously our best guy, but we were good as a unit together, you know what I mean? Um, and that's what makes, you know, our, our your best guys kind of shine a little bit more. So I, I think until they can have that cohesive uh, unit. And, I, you know, I like Willie Moe. I mean, that safety, I think he's it's about as good as it gets, you know, when that in-the-box safety that's going to come down and knock your head off. Um, I, I still think they need some help at the at the free, um, and then that other corner, man, and and, and and even at the nickel, you need a good five or six DBs, man, right. playing this league with all of the passing that they got going on. So, and y'all were saying we had about the cornerback is uh, Desmond Trufant, right? That's who, who we have. Oh, no, is it Des? Yeah, I'm Desmond thinking about Trufant. his brother. My fault. <laughs> oh yeah, that is his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. Keon, put on your GM hat for a second. You know, you know the uh, draft night. You know, you got the number eight pick. You know, if you know, if you had your choice, who who would who would you pick? I don't know how 
how close you follow follow the college game. But uh, you know, is there any, somebody in particular that you think we could use? Um, well, I, I don't really, you know, I, I don't really know the, the top guys outside of you know um, the two quarterbacks. I know that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got you got to go best available, man. Who, okay. Who's ever best um, when you're there? That's going to fill it fill a need. Um, you know, so anytime you can get the pick in the top ten, it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I know they got their choices of, of, of position wise that they want to go at, but you just never know. It could be some trades that happen or whatever. So you got to stick with going with best available. Um, the, you know, the best player, you know, that's on the board at that time. Obviously, you're not going to get a quarterback because you don't need one there. Right. Um, you know, you know, any of the offensive linemen or defensive linemen, uh, cornerback. You know, you look at those positions of need, and you're going to go for the best available. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice, nice. Well, Keon, I mean, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, since you you've been there on the inside on the team with the whole Falcons organization. I mean, what's your impression of that entire organization? I mean, I know they have a pretty good reputation of being like a top class organization and, you know, going pretty much, you know, keeping stand up guys and and, and, a, and, a, and a positive image. Can you elaborate a little bit about your experience with them? Great. I think Arthur Bank is, is, is one of the greatest owners in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I came there. We obviously we came at the same time. The same year he bought the team was my first year there. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, just his his aura, you know, his attitude, his experience in business, um, his family oriented uh, personality. I mean, um, you know, you just got to love the guy. And uh, I think he's done a great job with putting the right pieces in place um, uh, with the GMs and other guys that he brings on his staff. Um, but you know, if it's one of the owners that you would love to play for, you would love to work for. Uh, because he, he truly he truly cares about the players. He has your best interests at heart. And at the end of the day, um, that's 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 what you want, you know. Um, somebody that you know, obviously, it's a business side to it that you know he has to release players or you know cut players or whatever have you. But it's still the respect there from him, uh, from the players that you know we always will you know have a great relationship with him. And if he would ever need anything from us, uh, past or present players. You know, he wouldn't have any problem getting that support. Now, I know you're pretty excited about that new dome that they have going up, and I'm sure you already have your season's tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that thing's going to be smoking. You know, I can't wait for that. I mean, that's, you know, you're talking about Jerry World, but this look, this thing that they're putting up is going to be top of the line. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's needed. I think it's good for the city. It's good for the fans. Now, if they can put a product, um, on the field that can match the stadium to win win favor. You kidding me? Okay. Yeah, it looks like from, from what I saw, it, it looks pretty, probably going to be one of the best things to, to happen to the city in a while. Absolutely. And they need it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If we aren't consistently winning over the next couple of seasons leading up to the, the opening of the new stadium, do you think uh, do you think they'll be able to sell tickets to this thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they won't. They won't be able to do it. I mean, you still got some. You, uh, you still got some stuff that these folks want to see, and then everybody gonna want to get up in that stadium because it's new. Yeah. You know, it's something new, and everybody want to want to get in there and get their seat and say that they've been there. And like I said, you know, preferably they can put the, you know, they can match the talent um, on the field. Uh, uh, you know, with the, how beautiful that stadium is gonna be, and you know, it'll be great. 
Yep. I got to ask the tough questions now. We lollygagged long enough. I'm, we got to get down to it now. <laughs> first question I got for you. First question I got for you. If we could go back to the draft and do it all over again, who would you rather see out there in the Falcons uniform as quarterback? Uh, Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco? It's hard to go to the full ring, man. We've been to the playoffs five out of his, five out of his six years. That's, that's tough. I mean, now if you can go back, I mean, you're going to get black on him. He got the chip. <laughs> got the hardware. <laughs> got the chip. I mean, that's the only thing that separates him to me, the hardware. Can can Matt get the job done, though? I feel like Matt's a oh, yeah, good I, I guy. Think, he's a good guy. Yeah, I see I, some deficiencies out there. I, I think he's not. What do you think about his deep ball? I don't think he has the strongest arm, but you you know you don't need it when you got the Julio Jones and the Roddy White out there. You don't you don't have to have the strongest arm. You just need to be efficient and accurate. Peyton yeah. Manning doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's very efficient. So you know I, I think I think if he if he can be more you know efficient with his throws um, and have a higher completion rate, then you don't have to. Every, everything is not going to be a deep ball. You're not going to throw five, six deep balls a game. You know mm-hmm. so. You know, you want to take you. You want to be more efficient than anything, and I, I think he has the tools to be able to do that. And uh, the one thing I don't see from Matt when he's on the field sometimes is that that drive, that determination. I see Brady out there. Brady can be up by 21 points, and he's still getting in people's faces and yelling. Is Matt Ryan that type of guy? I mean, it, it, it's, it's, he seems content with just winning, but not winning the big the big dance. Well, I, I think it's unfair to compare him to. Arguably, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks that would have ever played this game. I mean, everybody is different. You know, that's like trying to, you know, say that Spoon is supposed to be like McCoy. I mean, yeah. you know, everybody is different in how they lead. You know, but is he a leader? More. Yeah, I mean, just because you're not vocal and, you know, a rah-rah guy don't, don't necessarily make you, you know, um, not a leader. Uh, I mean, most folks can lead by example. And and, uh, and, and that is a fiery guy. You know, he, you know, he may not be you know, he's not gonna get the camera time like 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 Tom or those guys, but he's a fiery guy. He gets fired up. He's passionate about the game. Um, that's just who he is, you know. And uh, people say the same thing about Joe Flacco. It's like he's his demeanor is like he doesn't care. But these guys are fierce competitors, you know. Um, it's tough, and everybody leads differently. I mean, Mike Mike Vick wasn't a rah rah leader, but in that uniform, he's gonna give you everything he has. And at the end of the day, that's all you want. I want you to lead me with your play, not with your mouth. <laughs> All right. And lastly, last question. <clears throat> if you're playing general manager and you're just looking around the team, who, who in your eyes, obviously has to go? Yeah, got to go. Do <laughs> <laughs> you put, you put them on? I mean, and, and, and if these are your friends, obviously I don't want you to say anything right. <laughs> negative about your friends. But, but if you, if you feel comfortable answering that question, is there any, any, any position you see on the field where you say the uh, dude got to go? Yeah, got to go, got to go. Well, I think they already they got rid of Steven Jackson. I, I just think you know when you're paying a, a running back of that caliber, that type of money, and you're not getting the production. Um, then yeah, I mean, because in this league, everything is about production. So I mean, obviously he battled some injuries. He's a little older. Um, so you know they had to make that move um, because I mean it was a high cap number and you got a lot of money tied up in that, and you're just not getting the production for it. So I, I think that was one one move that they had to make. I mean, as far as everything else goes, I, I really don't know who they need to get rid of. I just know what they need to add. Right. Um, and and that's some pass rushes. 
You know, so if that's saying getting rid of whoever's rushing the passer, then that's time because they haven't had that, that anyway. Yeah, I was so going to ask you. need to add that, then, then that's what you need to add. Yeah, I was going to ask you, speaking of, of production, what do you think of the uh, productivity of the our defensive ends last season? They hadn't had any pass rush. I mean, it hadn't been there. So, um, you know, with, with, with the, the league is going over 65 to 70% of pass leads, you need guys that can get to the quarterback. Um, and if, you, if you're not you're not getting after the quarterback, not necessarily in sacks, but in pressure, but making him move off the spot, then it's like seven on seven right there, which is unfair to the guys in the back end. So um, you, you got to have you know eight guys that can hunt. You know I, I don't know how many we have, two maybe. You know, um, so I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a key of emphasis. You know, going into the varsity. Yeah. I think that's what they their biggest agenda will be on the, uh, when the in, during the draft, man. It's the draft. I think Yeah, absolutely. That should be the the main focus right there. Getting some guys back there to to take care of that pass rush because we all know that Corey Beerman's not cutting it. And I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just have to put that out there. You know, yeah. <laughs> Corey's a nice guy and all that, but um, I think we need to just go ahead and cut. You know, cut cords with that guy. Yeah, gotta go, gotta go. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's, he's got a good reality show, so I mean, he should be okay. <laughs> exactly. Y'all have a contract. Where are you going, Bill? <laughs> what do you think about uh, What do you think about Devin Hester? Does he still have that that speed that he had back his rookie year when he was, you know, killing him on those punt returns and kickoff returns? Is he is he still a go to guy, or should we look for another another kick returner, punt returner? I see they re-signed Weems already. I don't know. You know what exactly he'll be doing, but what do you, what do you think about Hester and his speed and what he has left in the tank? As long as he got feet, I think he'll be okay. I think he still, even in him slowing down, he's still gonna be faster than over half the league. Um, and he's still a threat with the with the football. So, I mean, and when it when it gets to that, it, it's just gonna come down to numbers and money. Um, you know, he's still a threat. I think you know, I don't think. I mean, obviously, we all slow down with the older we get. Um, and the longer we play in the league, we all use the step. But even him losing the step, is still going to be faster than over half the league. So I still think he's a threat by far. Okay. Who's the best quarterback you went against? The best? Yeah. Was it Brett? Uh, I would say Brett Falk. I mean, he's one of the greatest. I mean, you know, to me, um, you know, he's going to bring the best out. He's going to challenge. He's going to try. He's not going to be afraid to pull the trigger. Um, he's going to give you opportunities, opportunities to make plays, and that's what you want, man. You want to play the best every week. I mean, obviously, every quarterback in the league is, is good in their own right, and then you got some greats that are separate yourself, that are separate themselves. But um, to me, he's he's all to hands down one of the fierce competitors uh, to play that position. And uh, lastly, best running back you face. Who did who did you hate tackling? Just nah. <laughs> a couple guys. Yeah, Deuce Daly. Um, Deuce McAllister, uh, Curtis Martin, Jerome Bettis, Edron James. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of backs that was out there that was you know pretty pretty tough. Um, Who's the last the, guy that ran guy. you over? The last guy that ran me over. Probably was, <laughs> probably, uh, probably Deuce McAllister. He's with the New Orleans Saints. That's a, that's a big boy. That's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He called me. He called me slipping. He called me off balance. I got him back though. He called me. <laughs> Hey, I, I got one last question. I don't want to keep you too long. I appreciate your time. I want you to come back. I don't want you to be like, hey, man, them boys keep me on too long. Yeah. I got last <laughs> one. <laughs> hey, uh, 
you know, I know, I think Q, or I think Q asked you what was, you know, the best moment as a Falcon. I, I kind of have a different take on it. I, I want you to give me your best, your best individual moment because I know you're a team guy. You gave us a team answer. Well, you know, what was your moment that you, you know, tell your son like, hey man, your dad was a bad boy back in the day. Uh, with the Falcons, are you just saying at any point about oh, any? You can be bigger Buffalo Falcons, you know, whatever you want. Uh, hmm. Well, I can start with college. I think college will, will, will be my 100-yard interception return against Miami. Okay. Um, and I think that that's going to always be at the top of the chain. Um, and you know, the two interceptions that I got against Brett Favre in that playoff game. Okay. Um, in Green Bay. Um, it's going to go at the top of the chain. So I think those two right off the top, um, what is going to stand out for me personally, and obviously um, those both of those plays and, and, you know, those moments, you know, help our team uh, win win the game. So, um, yeah, I'm always a team guy. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter to me to pick a play that, you know, that could have been great we lost. <laughs> so gotcha. you know, those, two, those, two, those two moments uh, are probably going in my little personal history bank. Um, and it's made it even sweeter that we did come out with two victories. You, you still got those game balls? Uh, uh, my mom does. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, real quick, you mentioned your knees, and 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 they give you trouble. And, and I'm guessing you, you you have to go to the doctor or anything. What I was asking. Oh yeah, I get I get is treatment it, just as much as I did now. And I, when I when I play. And does the NFL still look out for you as far as I know they, they made a big stink a few years back saying, you know, they was going to look after the, the players and, you know, because a lot of offensive linemen were having, you know, having to get knee replacements and stuff like that. Does the league do anything to, to ever check in on you to make sure you're okay and make sure your health is okay? Or is it kind of like you're, you're done and gone and, you know, out of sight, out of mind? Or how does that work? Pretty much the last part. I mean, those guys are worrying about the folks that have that are making the league drive, you know. Um, so they don't, you know, they work, they're worried about their current players. They're not necessarily worried about, you know, the old guys that, that are gone and, and forgotten about, um, which we understand. I mean, they, they got to focus on the guys who, who are driving their business. Um, so, I, you know, looking out, I mean, you know, they, they, they looked out, they, you know, I, I, they paid me very well when I was in the league. So I believe they looked out pretty good for me. Um, uh, obviously, yeah, some things it would be some more things that I would like for them to do. But you know, um, my first thing would be take care of some of the older guys that even came before me that didn't make years half the money that you made because I know they need it more than we do. I agree with that, man. I, I hope that's something that they're working on changing too, man. Because you know, you know, those, these new guys are making it off the backs of the old guys, and you can't forget about the old guys. Oh no, man! Those guys stays away, man. So like I said, for me. I'd rather see them take care of those guys because, you know, a lot of those guys still had jobs and they were playing in the NFL, but their injuries are still the same and they didn't have the technology that we have today. So take care of those guys, man, who built the sport, you know, and, and we'll, you know, our guys in our era will be fine. You know, we got enough money to take care of ourselves. Okay. All right, I have one last question and then we'll get ready to wrap it up, guys. Um, <clears throat> I know we all, you know, Falcons fans, we, we, you know, miss Coach Smitty. We thought he was a good stand-up guy. Well, I'm not going to say miss, but we <laughs> we all like Smitty when he was here. But, you know, we've moved on now. And we have uh, Coach Dan Quinn from Seattle. Uh, Key, I'm interested in, in your thoughts and your opinions about uh, Coach uh, Quinn. Yeah, is he, is he a good coach or is he just at the right place at the right time? With, uh, 
<laughs> with uh, you know that that Legion of Boom up there. Yeah, I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Well, I mean, you you can have the guys, but you got to be able to coach them. Um, I think he's done an awesome job, you know, coaching those guys. You know, getting them to go to two Super Bowls back to back, not by mistake. Um, so you got to give credit where it's due. It's nothing by luck in this league, because um, every coach is great, you know, in their own right, and, and it's a lot of great players throughout the league. So I think he's a, he brings a, a, a tradition of winning, a defensive mindset, um, and, and, and just, you know, you know something fresh. And I think sometimes change is good. And, you know, when you bring a, a new attitude, a new face into your locker room, and, you know, hopefully he'll bring a, a, a one of, you know, a, a legion of, one of the Legion of Boom or somebody with him. Uh, but I think he'll do fine. Um, you know, I, I think he's an excellent coach. You know, um, you know, obviously from the, the from the past histories with the work that he's done, I mean, and his record speaks for itself. And he's done that coaching job. You know, obviously, yeah, things are timing. Right. But you know, hell, every every coach, you know, um, every coach didn't go to two Super Bowls back to back, and you know, he earned that right to be one of the hottest coaches. I he got a shot at ACL. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to this season, man. I mean, it may be a slow build. Hopefully, it'll be a quick uh, turnaround. But you know. I just can't wait to see, you know, waiting, waiting for uh, the season to begin. But uh, yeah, I think you are. We all are. <laughs> football football is, is what drives America, and we, we, you know, any type of football that's going on, you know, we want to, we want to watch and be around. So, prayerfully, the, the, the season comes quicker than, you know, quicker than later. <laughs> well, Keon, man, I really, man, want to thank you for taking the time to come and talk to us, man, about the. Uh, football the falcons and just you know to catch up with you and all the things that you're doing and if you want to go ahead and give another shout out to your foundation man please feel free to do it uh the carbon house um dot org uh, i also wrote a book called coverage the father fatherless athletes that'll be coming out on march 14th um it's gonna be a great book about my life about the journey uh from from, from birth to, to my freshman year at Virginia Tech and I'm currently writing my second book down and talk about college years. So I've uh, got those projects going on, man. I'm still going to continue to serve my community and, you know, support support Atlanta, obviously, because I live there and, and the Falcons, uh, you know, want to see them do well. And I uh, enjoyed my time with you guys, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll talk to you guys again. Definitely. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it, Keon. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you for your time. And, uh, I'll be in touch with you and, and give you the information where you can check this out, too. Not a problem. All right, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Man, that was nice. That was nice. Hey, I think we did all right. I think we did all right, too. And uh, thanks to Mark. Give Mark a hand, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Mark, thank you for putting that together. (laughs) Mark said it's hard work, man. Hard work. I bet he's like, I bet you asked him, he's like, who? Uh, who? You kidding me? This ain't Fox News? Uh, what? <laughs> I want to get a, a shout out to Mark Henry Social. So if uh, you need to get some things promoted on the social media front, he's definitely the guy to uh, contact. And uh, what's that? What's your web address? MarkHenrySocial.com. Keep it easy. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, man. And uh, we're going to tell, keeping it sexy, you missed it, brother. Well, I can't say that about <laughs> <Yeah>. my brother. <laughs> All right, cool, fellas. Thanks again, man, for uh, getting on this. And uh, Wait, wait, wait. The Ouija had a prediction. Oh, oh, oh okay. 
Ouija, Ouija has a project uh, prediction for uh, the Falcons. Yep, 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 yep. Ouija, I want the night. <laughs> the only thing Ouija's telling me is that uh, he hopes in the draft we get some hard hitters, people that hit harder than Suge Knight in the Burger King parking lot, baby. Oh, man, I saw that team. Yeah. yeah. Hard hitting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate it, man. And we'll talk on the next episode. See ya. All right, man. Peace. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.